This is the Fail Fast Podcast. Stories of entrepreneurs who looked at failure in the eyes and didn't give up. With your host, the online sales master, Quinn Amorum. Welcome, everyone. Today, we have a very special guest that at the age of 26 has already built a few multi-million dollar businesses, graduated with a PhD, and played professional baseball. Besides that, he is also the CEO of Ketogenic.com. He's the author of the Ketogenic Bible, the president of the Applied Science and Performance Institute, and he's the host of the WTF podcast, which is What the Fat. With us today, we have Dr. Ryan Lowry. How's it going? Great, man. Thanks. I'm, I'm honored to be on. Wow, man. So is there anything you don't do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I try and fit it all. Man. I, I try and make the most out of every minute of every day. <laughs> That's super cool. So before we go into business and all that stuff, tell us a bit about who you are as a person. Yeah, I mean, I everything I have or I think my entire demeanor stemmed from the people around me. I'm, I'm very fortunate to have a lot of mentors, uh, a great family, amazing friends that are all supportive. And I think that's important for talking about who I am. So coming up, I come from a small town mentality. I grew up in a very small town in New Jersey uh, where everyone knew everyone. Everyone knew everyone's business, what they were doing. Um, and it was like the Friday night light scene where like the only thing that mattered was football on mm-hmm. Friday nights. And so it was, it was, it was cool. It kind of molded you to – to be like this, this strong support, you had the strong supportive network. And then the big step for me, I had a very tight knit family. I still do to this day and they're super supportive. And, uh, for me, it was more just like, you know what? I wanted to get out of that small town mentality. I wanted to figure out like, how do I go out on my own? And that's when on a limb, like I literally went out completely went from New Jersey where no one really in my town, no one really ever ventured outside of the tri-state area. Um, and I went to University of Tampa down in Florida and have been down in Tampa literally ever since I made that move for my freshman year of college. Wow. And what, what was it that you studied there in Tampa? Uh, so I did my undergraduate there um, in exercise physiology. And then I also did my master's in exercise and nutrition science. And now you're, uh, of course, into keto and you own ketogenic.com. And so I want to ask you about that. Was that domain available? So, yeah. So we did a lot of research throughout my undergraduate, throughout my master's. Like I published a lot of research while I was playing baseball uh, mm-hmm. at the university. And um, keto was just always a fascinating topic to me. It was, it was really interesting. I lost my grandmother way too young. She was 60 years old. And she was overweight, had heart disease. And so I always was fascinated with nutrition. And so I came across keto and all the benefits of a ketogenic diet. And I really, really fell in love with like, wow, I really want to study this. And so then we found uh, probably about five years ago, found that ketogenic.com was available. We're like, you know what? We just want to put out information, like a completely free resource where it's just like, let's put out articles and recipes and allow people to get more and more knowledge about like, what is a ketogenic diet? I want to learn more about it, but like I've heard of it, but I don't really know what it is. And so that's why we created it. Yeah. So that that's incredible because, you know, over the last, I would say probably 
three to five years, the word keto has been exploding and growing and everybody is almost like Bitcoin. Everybody since 2017 knows what that is. <laughs> Same with keto. And there's still some people like you. I interviewed another guest, which uh, he's been doing keto for 20 years. He ended up saving his dad 20 years ago by, by putting him into keto. And it was uh, Mr. Andre Tarasenko. He's the keto tutor. And he has uh, ketonify.com, which is also a keto brand. Uh, so how is it that people like him and you knew about keto before it came to this, you know, become, before everybody else? Yeah, I think a lot of it stems from that background in science. So for me, like one of the businesses we've created is ASPI, the Applied Science and Performance Institute. And really the entire reason why we created that was we were in academia or academics for so long and you realize that there's so much incredible research that's out there, but it's at such a high level, right? The only other people that understand it are doctors and PhDs yes. and like it's not being translated down to the masses. And so that's the same thing with keto. There's, there's been research going on for decades about how it's being utilized for epilepsy, cancer, uh, neurological conditions, and people are seeing endurance athletes, but it's just not being translated down to the masses. And I think we wanted to be a part of that movement. And I think now it's finally starting to get catch on more and more that people are like, wow, like how do I take this high level research on keto or anything in general? And then I need to be able to make it practical Otherwise, what is it worth just sitting on a shelf, not really being able to impact anyone? Awesome. So now the question I want to ask you is, for people that don't know about keto and all that stuff is, is keto something like temporary? Do I go into keto for two or three weeks and then get out? Or is this something that you continue? Yeah, I like to I like to tell people it's a lifestyle. Like I, I like to tell people it's more being carb conscious. We live in a society today where there's a ton of carbohydrate or sugar-rich foods. And so for us, it's how do you make this a lifestyle, not something that's temporary, not something that you're going to do for a week and then go, all right, I'm going back to eating uh, a high-carb pizza or high-carb this or regular buns. And the amazing part, the reason why I say high-carb pizza is because you can make alternatives. For everything that's out there, there's literally an alternative, whether it's candy, brownies, cookies, bread, there's keto alternatives. And so for me, it's just getting people to wrap their minds around the fact that like, yeah, wow, I can still have bread. I can still have cookies. I can still have chicken parm uh, or pasta from coming from an Italian family. Like mm -hmm. they would kill me if I didn't have pasta. Like, no, I still have pasta. I just use like palmini noodles or I use shirataki noodles instead of like regular pasta and it's like oh okay like he's still he's still allowed in the family sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love that I love that so is there a different way to doing keto uh, because I hear there's a healthy way then there's the uh, you need to eat 10 pounds of bacon before noon kind of keto which one is the right one yeah, that's a really good point. And I think um, because it's gotten so popular, there's all these different, there's all this different craziness. It's the reason why we created ketogenic.com to try and help sift through some of this noise. But in essence, I think there's something known as a well-formulated ketogenic diet. And that differs by person to person. But that a well-formulated ketogenic diet isn't one that is 
10 pounds of bacon before noon. It's not one that you take an entire stick of butter and put it inside of your coffee. It's one that like, listen, you're focusing on minimizing carbohydrate intake. You're focusing on getting in enough ample amounts of protein. And then you're filling in the rest of your calories with fat. Like it's not, I'm trying to shove down fat down people's throats. It's like, no, let me worry first about minimizing carbs, make sure we're getting good protein sources and then fill in the rest with healthy fats. Things like avocados, MCTs, um, think coconut oil, things like that. Okay. Perfect. So can somebody on a plant-based diet, can that person be keto as well? Great question. Uh, yes. Uh, I have a good friend, Dr. Will Cole, who actually talks about this in, uh, there's a book called Ketotarian and he talks about like more of a plant-based approach to mm -hmm. keto and it's going to be very high in things like avocados. Um, and you're going to be eating a lot of leafy green vegetables and using some of those oils to help increase your fat intake. But it's certainly, po it's, a, it's definitely more challenging, but it's certainly possible. Awesome. So tell us, uh, before we get, go any deeper into this, I saw that you had this, uh, you had a carnivore experience, Good. right? Can you tell us uh, first, what is it? And then what were the results? Yeah. So in, in the keto world right now, there's like two extremes, right? So you have like a well-formulated ketogenic diet, which is where I sit 99.9% mm -hmm. .9 of the time. Like, cool. I'm, I'm flexible with it. But then you have like the extremists who are like vegans on one end who say meat is terrible. And then you have these carnivores on the other end who say that plants are the worst thing that you could ever have in your life. And I'm like, I'm mine. I'm bl like blown away. I'm like, can't we all like just find a happy medium? But nonetheless, like a lot of people are seeing tremendous success from carnivore, which is basically just eating meat and eggs uh, and nothing else. So literally just eggs and meat and you're not touching anything else. So I was like, you know what? I want to look at this. Uh, and I'm going to do it on myself for 30 days. Mm -hmm. And it was an interesting experiment um, for me. I come, for me, like in the keto world, everyone knows that like I love Cobb salads. Like that is my thing. Like I love eating Cobb salads. So that was the most difficult part. And part of that for me is because I like volume in my food. So like volume meaning like I like having a big plate because I come from a family that like it, it was my dad came from the military where like you did not throw away any food on your plate. Like it was like you sat there until you until you finished your plate. And so like I was like, I need volume. I need volume. And carnivore is very low on volume because you think about it, it's like a piece of meat or maybe two burgers. And I'm like, I need I need. Yeah. So for me, in the beginning, it was challenging. Eventually, I adapted. Um, it was interesting. I definitely felt less bloated, which a lot of people on carnivore report because they feel like they get bloated from a lot of the fiber from certain vegetables. But um, it was an interesting experiment. We're still analyzing my gut microbiome data. That's it's an enormous amount of data. Um, but it was interesting. I probably won't do it again. Um, <laughs> like I think it's a tool. I don't think it's something that people should do twelve like or need to do twelve months out of the year. I think it's a tool. Like hey, if you're going to try and like cut down some, some inflammation or you want to like maybe lose a little bit of fat before an event. Cool. Utilize it for a couple of weeks. But other than that, for me, it's just like, I miss my cobs too much. <laughs> Sounds good. And how about with fasting, intermittent fasting and stuff like that? Is that something that you have tried? And if you did, uh, is that something that you recommend? 
Uh, yeah, I do. Definitely. I, I do it. Um, I will say there's some things to be careful of with intermittent fasting that I'll mention, particularly in, in females, but with intermittent fasting, I do it daily. So for me, like I, it's basically Monday through Friday, I don't eat breakfast. Um, I work out in the morning and then I typically have just a lunch and a dinner. I probably eat two meals a day. Mm-hmm. And I think the intermittent fasting window can vary based on the individual. I would caution people, like if you're going to start doing intermittent fasting, don't be like, I'm going to go from zero to a hundred and fast for 24 hours, like slowly work your way up, like fast for 12 hours and 14 hours and 16 and work your way up. Um, but typically every week I do at least one 24 hour fast where I basically stop eating probably around dinner, six, seven o'clock on Sunday. And I eat again, uh, on Monday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, like I think daily intermittent fasting is a great tool, even if you're not on a ketogenic diet, just for anyone. I think it's a great tool. But I would be cautious of like extended fasting where people are fasting for like 48 hours every week, um, particularly like females. There, se- there seems to be a lot going on with their hormones, especially if they do it every single week or like every other day they're fasting that long of time. Um, but intermittent fasting is perfectly safe, perfectly fine, um, and your body adapts and sees tremendous benefit. I heard that by doing intermittent fasting, and, and just, to, just to be honest, I have been doing uh, like the 18 and 6, right? So 18 hours a day without eating, and then I have a six-hour window. And just recently I read somewhere that there is some science that says that it will increase HGH, so the human growth hormone, is that maybe one of the reasons why females shouldn't go too long with it? Yeah, it could be. Um, but like 18.6 is perfectly fine. Like mm-hmm. I'm, th- I'm talking about like females. I know a lot of females like uh, particular males do this too. So it's not just females, but um, th- like they'll, they'll be like, you know what? I saw great results from 18. So now I'm going to go 48 hours fasting. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do 48 hours fasting, eat for a day and then go 48 hours fasting. And they take it to like these extremes, but you're jacking cortisol up. You're not getting in ample amounts of protein. There's there's something else known as like a protein sparing modified fast, which is another good approach that people can utilize, especially if you're trying to preserve muscle mass, where basically all you're doing is you're eating protein for a day, where it's just mm-hmm. like your protein, it's like mimicking fasting to some degree, but like you're providing enough nutrients to help preserve muscle tissue. All right. Now let's get into, uh, before we get into ketogenic.com, because I want to know all about that, but it looks like you have the perfect life, right? You, you, at the age of 26, you already have a few uh, global businesses, multi-million dollars. You're a doctor, uh, so does everything, is everything perfect in life? Did you have any kind of failures? Oh, I've had probably more failures and more successes in my life, and I think that's what everyone goes through trials and tribulations. And that's what I attribute any of my success to is you learn from those trials and tribulations. The first one for me started when I was 17 years old and I watched uh, someone, someone come literally in the morning. I heard my mom crying uh, because they had just towed away my dad's car because we had gone bankrupt. They had filed for bankruptcy on the house and the last thing that they had was this car. And we watched them like scree- screech it down the road because the emergency brake was still on. And like, it just left this mark. And like, that's always been ingrained in my head of like, wow, like 
this is this is rock bottom. Like this is what rock bottom looks like. And we were losing the house, we were losing everything, and I was just getting ready to go off into college. And I was like, wow, like I'll never forget this feeling. But for me, that stuck with me. And and, and things happen in business too. Like there's been tro- there's been times the first investment I ever made was when I was literally uh, 21 years old. And people approached us about this app. It was a great idea. And I learned one of the best lessons of my life um, about whether you bet on the horse or you bet on the jockey. And I bet on the horse. And the horse was that this was a great idea. Like it was, it was phenomenal on paper. Like it was this app where basically you can go on, get customized coaching. This was way before all of the customized coaching yeah. is out there now. Like customized coaching, workout plans, meal plans, everything. And I took everything I had in my savings account because I was like, oh, I'm going to be this cool like 21-year-old. I'm going to invest in this company. It's going to do great. And me and my now business partner invested in this in this company just passively they were running it and we lost it all like within six months it went under and that's when I learned probably it was like fifteen thousand dollars and I learned my first lesson that I was like never bet on the horse I always bet on the jockey so I always learn from here on out like wow like like yeah you have to have a sound business plan you have to have a sound model but I will take someone who will go through anything they'll go to hell and back to try and make this thing successful and they'll go they've been through trials and tribulations i love the underdog i love the people who have failed 10 times but this is their 11th time and they're gonna like they're so persistent and they understand like hey i've learned and grown from each one of those processes and so from there on out it's just been like hey let's find good jockeys let's find good people to bring on our team not only in other businesses that we invest in but just even in our own internal teams like those are the type of people that you want around you. Absolutely. Uh, you know what? When you were telling the story of the, the car being towed and all that, I that was so visual, the way you explained it, that I imagined it when it was being towed with the e-brake on and all that stuff. So it didn't happen to me, and I envisioned it just through your story. So I'm guessing that did mark you in, in a very strong way. So um, maybe, maybe you think that did help you? Uh, in your future saying like, Oh, this is never going to happen again. Oh, tremendously. So I literally, I still have it on my phone today. So in college I printed out because immediately after that happened, I took a picture from my living room window out onto my driveway of it had the black marks streaking down the street. And I literally took a picture of that and it like hung it in my college dorm room where I was like, I'll never forget this. Like I'll never forget the feeling of my mom being devastated and upset and then pulling that away and being super embarrassed because like neighbors started coming outside Mm. and we're like watching this car go away and I was like I never want I never want myself I never want my family I never want my friends or anyone that I love to ever experience anything like that again wow basically you turned now uh, your passion for keto into a business right Uh, what made you start this business For us, it was more of a passion project. So we wrote uh, the ketogenic Bible um, and we're we're like, you know what, we we just need to get more information out there. And literally for the last three years, we've run it at a loss. Like literally we're just like, we're going to hire on teams. We're going to, we're going to bring on people to help write content, put out the best information possible, build a community um, to help foster this conversation. We want to be able to help guide people through it. And for us, 
more than anything, it was just a passion project of like, cool. And then now it's like, how do you take that passion project and actually turn it into a business and make it a thriving business that now is not only about to be in the US, but we're expanding internationally with partners in South America, China, um, and get literally this information that's needed out to the world. Okay. So what advice would you have for somebody that, that's just starting out now? Uh, for keto? Yes. Honestly, it's build the foundation first. I think a lot of, there's so many different keto programs out there, keto this, keto that. And what happens is like, you might go into this keto program and be like, oh, I'm going to get started and you see some success, but then it's like, hey, here's your 28 day plan and forget about everything else. And I'm like, but what about like the rest of it? And so our goal truly with keyject.com is how do we create optimized systems? Like I want people to build an optimal foundation because if you don't have an optimal foundation, once you continue building up on that, it's going to crumble at some point if you don't have a strong foundation. So I think there's a way kind of like what we were talking about before. There's so many different ways to do keto. It's mm -hmm. there needs to be an optimal way. And that optimal way isn't the same for everyone. It's optimal for you. Like you might do really well at intermittent fasting, but someone else might not. And they need to be able to customize their keto approach to that. Uh, and so that's really the, the advice I'd say is, Find those anchors, find those people who are willing to put out information, content for you to learn from, and then understand that like a blanket program isn't going to be the same for you as it is going to be for someone else. It's finding what's optimal for you and getting those tools to make it uh, apply to your journey. Cool, cool. On your side, do we have a um, ketogenic certified? Can you explain what that is and how that can benefit us? Yeah, so mainly that's for companies. That is, that's our B2B where we're basically, there's so many different products out there. Like you talked about, the keto world is just exploding. Um, and so what people are doing is like, hey, how do I provide uh, snacks? How do I provide cookies, brownies, bars, everything you can imagine? There's pros and cons to that. Pros are that it gives someone like, hey, rather than grab a bar that's full of sugar on the road, like now I actually have a keto bar. Mm -hmm. um, cons are companies see the opportunity, slap keto on their product when it's actually not a legitimately keto product and it knocks someone out, they feel horrible, they get GI issues, the whole nine yards. So for us, we wanted to work on both ends of the spectrum. And so we work with companies on getting their product certified and the, and the trust of the consumer, meaning that like they look for products that are ketogenic certified. And so we mm -hmm. just rolled that out last month. We have several companies that are in the pipeline for getting that uh, process started, but we really want to reward companies that are doing the right thing. And it'll weed out the companies that are just slapping the keto sticker on it because people will look for that ketogenic certified logo and go, all right, this is a legitimate product. Um, I can consume this on a ketogenic diet versus, uh, I don't know about that. Um, it just says keto on it because the company slaps, slapped a random sticker on it, even though they're not using legitimate ingredients. Yeah, absolutely. As a, as a Amazon seller, I see that often that, for example, when it comes to the vegan one, and it's a big thing because the community is also growing very fast. So a lot of people put on their description that it's vegan in the boxes and it's not really certified, right? When there, there's a bit of a hassle to go through it to get certified, I guess, same as keto, vegan and anything else, there's certification. And a lot of people just slap it on there hoping it, it, it flies. 
So I'm, I'm glad you're doing that, yeah. All right, so uh, another thing on your website is a lock section, right? It's the Keto Club is a lock section. So what is behind those closed doors? Uh, yeah, so that's actually launching here very soon. So basically, we wanted a place to bring the community together. So this is really where people who have tried a ketogenic diet, who have maybe heard of it but don't really know where to get started, like you were saying, they can come to Keto Club. And so what Keto Club is, you're going to get exclusive recipes, articles, walkthrough videos, quick tip videos, and you're going to have the ability to ask a group of doctors, thought leaders, any questions that you have. So there'll be literally a Q&A where you can get all of your questions answered. Hey, is this a legitimate product? Boom. There's someone there on the other side. Or, hey, how do I know how much protein to consume? Boom, there's someone there on the other side. And it's basically a place, like our whole goal with Keto Club is to allow people to optimize their journey. Like you've started, but now you need to optimize it. And so that's what we're trying to do with Keto Club is allow people that foundation that foundation to really build off of so that way they're doing things the right way. That sounds very good. So that's something that is that your top number one priority right now that you're working on? Yeah, um, that's number one. So we're working on that. And we're also, uh, we get reached out to a by a lot of companies, a lot of these ketogenic certified companies, by the end of the year, um, we're actually going to have a storefront on ketogenic.com because right now people are going all over the place. Like, right. Some, like some of them aren't on Amazon. Some people are only selling on their website. What if I wanted anything that's keto, I could go to ketogenic.com and go, cool. I can get a cookie, a brownie, a pizza crust, a this, and add them all to my cart from there and be able to just go, cool. All of our products are housed here rather than all over the, the web. Nice. So that, that was something that I was going to bring up because I didn't notice on your site. There is, uh, of course, there's a shop there, but there is nothing to ingest, right? There's no cookies, no powders, nothing. Uh, so is there a reason that there's none yet? Is it just because you're working on it? Working on it. Um, and something that I probably have to talk to you after uh, about this about is like, um, we're working through the logistics of like 3PL, potentially uh, Amazon FBA, like FBA, all these different options. So we're working on the logistics of like, which one would be better and which one would serve the community better. So we didn't have to have extremely high prices to be able to curate all of that, all of that content into one place. Absolutely. And the, the products uh, you're going to have everybody's or you're going to have your own kind of like create your own brands? Um, or probably not at the beginning. We'll probably just sell everyone else's because we get real, like, I don't, I want to support the people who are already doing it out there. We'll do specials with them where like, especially with ketogenic certified products, we want to be able to support them in a bigger way and yeah. go, listen, you already took the next step of, of making sure your product's legitimate. I wouldn't want to sell anything on my site. It doesn't matter what the margin is or whatever the amount of money they were trying to pay. I wouldn't sell it on our site if it wasn't a legitimate product. Perfect. Yeah, I really like that. So as of right now, kind of what is your life purpose? Honestly, my, my personal life purpose is to help people live more fulfilled lives with perspective and positivity. I'm big on, on both of those aspects. And I think uh, so many times, like even on my own Instagram channel, I talk a lot about positivity and perspective. And for me, I'm just trying to help lead others on that same path of realizing like, listen, you woke up today and someone else didn't like stop complaining about this, these nuances or these little items that you think are a big deal in the grand scheme of things. It's really not. 
I know, I know. There's, uh, I really love positivity, and I checked your Instagram account too, which is amazing, and you have uh, over 50,000 followers, so congratulations. Thank you. And uh, like I said, I really love positivity, and I'm trying to do it every single day and be positive and be grateful. And like you said, there's a lot of people that don't know what to be grateful for, and just Look around, you know, look at your hand. Do you have five fingers? Well, there's somebody out there that doesn't, right? And uh, you have both legs. You've got both arms. You opened the tap this morning. Water came out. Well, be grateful, right? There's little things, and that makes you be positive when you, when you know what to be grateful for so you can be positive throughout the day and, and, and inspire others to be positive. So I, I love that. Absolutely. So you have a you have a dog which is uh, one of your best buddies, and is it Scoop? Scoot. Scoot. <laughs> so how old is he? Uh Scoot's six. Uh, he he just turned six earlier this year. Very good. Do you is there any chance for uh, dogs needing to be on a keto diet? Uh, there's an, I think there's a huge application for dogs. Um, so he's, he's an amazing dog. He is a rescue. I got him. It'll be a year in August is when I'll, when I'll have him. He's a tripod. So he only has three legs. Um, and, but he like literally will not let that hold him back. He'll run after squirrels, jump, do anything. You would never know that he had three legs if like you didn't see one of them missing. Um, but he has just been a huge blessing. He's on a ketogenic diet. He's actually on a raw ketogenic diet. Um, so the reason is, uh, if we think, if you, if anyone that's listening to this thinks that, uh, the human food is bad, like the, the McDonald's, the Burger King, I can't even tell you what's inside of kibble. Like kibble is the worst thing in the world that you could give to pets. Um, if you knew what went on or what actually went into kibble, you'd be like, Oh my gosh, but it's a lot easier because you don't see the list of ingredients on the back. It's a lot easier for them to mask or hide that. And so when you're going to Walmart and getting this cheap kibble, uh, it's having an impact on your, on your, uh, animal's stomach, on their gut, on what they're supposed to be eating by nature, cats and dogs are hunters. Like they're going to eat meat. Um, they're going to eat uh, other animals or they're, they're not going to go over and like pick at the grass. They're going to eat animals. And so, uh, I learned a lot from a, a group called the keto pet sanctuary and this group's doing incredible work. They're basically taking dogs who are in shelters who are about to be euthanized that have cancer and they're bringing them to their facility. They put them on a raw ketogenic diet. They give them hyperbaric oxygen therapy and they exercise them, get them outside, get them moving. And in nearly all of the cases that they've done so far, they've done about 60 dogs, nearly all of the cases, they've either significantly reduced or completely rid the dog of their tumor. Um, and it's just incredible work being done. And so I utilize uh, more of a raw approach with him, uh, and he loves it. Like, has never been better. He has a lot of anxiety. I use CBD with him as well, but um, he he just – is an amazing, amazing dog. His fur is so much better. He's always active, wanting to run around, and just just incredible. That's so fascinating. And the reason why I did ask you that was because I know how terrible dog foods are, and 
and then there's also the other point of view is where somebody tries to create something a little bit better for them. Not only it's harder, but it becomes super expensive and it may not be as receptive by the, you know, by customers because of the higher price point. But the, the amount of crap, like you said, that's going into our pets' foods is completely insane. And unfortunately, I wished a witness that to a, a pet we had and ended up developing seven tumors. And all of that, I believe 100% it was food-related, right? Right. So, yes, here's an opportunity for somebody out there that is listening if you want to get into launching brands of pet foods that are healthy for the pets, not healthy for the humans, not healthy for the wallets, but something that's going to help them live longer. Uh, there's your opportunity right there. Right. So, Ryan, be besides your your Instagram, which is instagram.com forward slash Ryan Laurie, uh, has 50,000 followers. Uh, your website is uh, ketogenic.com, and you are author or co-author of the Ketogenic Bible. Co-author, yep. Co-author. So besides these three places where people can find you, where else can, you, can they find you? Uh, you can also on Facebook, if you just search Dr. Ryan Lowry um, on Facebook, and then also we just launched – um, a new website that's going to basically just be my personal blog page for just more about my life, what's going on, and that's drlowry.com. Um, so that'll be more just like cool stuff about like me, Scoot, what's going on in the world other than keto. Nice. And your podcast that has the – it's the WTF podcast. Isn't that right? Yeah, what the fat. Yeah. What, what the fat. So I'm guessing uh, – well, I don't have to guess. It is about – a ketogenic keto diet and uh, you interview people about that as well. Yep. Interview about people about the ketogenic diet, but also just like um, high level performers, high level athletes about things that are going against the grain. Again, like I said, my mission is to help people live fulfilled life lives through perspective and positivity. So there are some people on there who just are carb conscious, maybe not even ketogenic, but understand that nutrition has an impact and a role uh, and just help tell their story. Perfect. So if you guys are interested, you can check it out. It's WTF, What the Fat, and you can find it on iTunes, iHeart, Stitcher, probably everywhere you can listen to podcasts. Is that correct? That's right. All right. So, Dr. Ryan, I, I really appreciate spending your time here with us and letting us know about this. And there was a lot of things that I actually wanted to know for myself, too, because I'm fascinated with different styles and and like you said uh there's always two sides of every coin and you need to be able to test and know what works for you so that's that's what i think everybody should do and see what works for you because not we're not all built the same right absolutely right i couldn't agree more thank you very much for for this time and um i hope all the best for you thanks brother thanks for having me on i appreciate it Thanks for subscribing to FailFast Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and visit failfastpodcast.com for show notes, Quinn's social media, or even to tell us your story.